Thanks for downloading this episode of On the Record Online with Eric Schwartzman, the podcast about how technology is changing the world of communications. To subscribe to the podcast or share feedback, visit us online at ontherecordpodcast.com, on Twitter at ontherecord, or send email to ontherecordpodcast at gmail.com. My guest today is Ekaterina Walter. She is a partner and CMO at Brandarati. Uh, she is also the best-selling author of Think Like Zuck, um, a book about uh, Zuckerberg and Facebook and the five business secrets of Facebook's improbably brilliant CEO. And we're going to talk about that, but mostly what we're going to focus on today is a case study involving her work at Intel, where she spent eight years working on their internal social media training program. Ekaterina, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Eric. Great to be here. So t- tell me, if you will, first of all, um, you know, what, what, set the stage for me. You're at Intel. What are the forces that um, drive this decision to come up with some internal employee training program that would be available to everyone? You know, I think um, the reality is, right, if we take a step back, every time the the change happens, um, you have to make sure that everybody in the company is on board with that change. And so that's what um, happened with social media about, you know, five, eight years ago, just depending where you, where, where you were and where, when you started. And so looking, looking at what does it take to help any company, um, in our case it was Intel to become a social business, right? It, it takes, um, ensuring that not only management is supportive and on board, but also employees are. And in that case, you, you have to build in education and constant what I call enablement into the strategy. Honestly, even looking, you know, we started at Intel five years ago with, with a team of just a couple of people, you know, and, and uh, trying to figure out what exactly this all means. But every single, if, if I look at the journey, right, for the last five years, every single year, there was still continue to be a need for that sort of enablement because especially in a company of 100,000 employees, you want to make sure that before you move forward, you take everybody else with you on that journey. So you, you bring them along because if they are not um, bought on that or, or, or engaged, you, you're just not that effective, right? And so internal advocacy is, is as important as external advocacy. So that sort of enablement, right, becomes a critical element. So this is going to be a question that may seem um, very naive. And, and, and at a company like Intel, it's probably not a, a question that was asked. But others may ask it, so I'll ask it to see how you would respond. Why train everybody on social media? Why not just train the marketing department? You know, it's um, and we started there because, to be honest with you, Eric, you cannot start everywhere. You cannot go and boil the ocean. It's, it's just like saying in marketing, you have to. I want all new customers to come on board and hear about me. Right? You just don't go after everybody. The rest of the world, you you, you focus on either a particular um, segment of folks or those who are most passionate. It's just depending on your objectives. We did build a program called Digital IQ. 
And it was a university-like program, so we ended up um, creating about 60 classes. Uh, it was a very, you know, pretty, pretty heavy in-depth curriculum starting from 101 classes or 100 classes talking about why social media and why shift is happening to, you know, 200, 300, 400 level classes depending on the, the depth and, and the skill set required. So you look at this um, it's sort of the, the the depth of that program, and what we said is we we have we had over five way over five thousand marketers around the world in the company globally and across different countries, and we said, look. We're going to start with marketers, but we're going to open up this program to everybody else. And the reality is, is first, marketers are those who mostly work with our customers. There are some, you know, there's some sales folks and others that are also in the sales and marketing organization, but marketers are sort of usually the first touch point um, across all business units and geographies with our customers. And so they're very important people to sort of bring on board and train. That said, we said our ultimate goal is is a widespread adoption of social. Our goal is to not have social media center of excellence at the end of the day. Why? Because social mentality, social business mentality is building into everybody's job. So whether you're an engineer and you encounter a customer either face-to-face or online who needs help, you're jumping in and helping them. Um, if, you, if you see an expert who is representing something, you can jump in and comment on the blog post saying, well, actually, here's, here's, here's some facts. Um, you can find it here and here and, and just kind of have that conversation. I mean, imagine internal advocacy. Imagine the power of that internal advocacy when every single employee not only is, understands what social is about, um, knows uh, more in depth about it, and, and figures figures out the way to, to help a customer here and there. I mean, imagine the power um, that that will bring. I think for the company, that sort of is a, is a low-hanging fruit, that, that internal advocacy that most of the time they don't um, take advantage of. Let's talk practically about what goes in to training 100,000 people when you've got people at different levels with respect to social media literacy. And, and to take a step back even from there, just plain digital literacy, um, you may have p- users on different browsers, maybe they haven't upgraded their browsers, maybe they don't understand some basic functionality of pointing and clicking, dragging and dropping. So how do you efficiently and effectively train 100,000 employees at varying levels? You know, you, you probably don't, right? Because I, I can say that I think it's a, it's a process. Um, it's a longer process. So maybe not a whole hundred thousand, but but you do need to have a very strong digital system that everybody has access to that they can. Uh, review at any time. So we, most of our classes were digital. We uh, picked, hand-picked, um, it de- depends on who you sort of want to engage, right? So if you're engaging the rest of the company digitally, definitely um, is a good way to go where people can uh, watch um, the, the classes that you're offering on their own time, answer questions, take quizzes, um, and, and educate themselves. And they can do either their allotted number of classes, right, that is so four, or eight, et cetera, or they can do them all. We've had a number of employees that done it all because they wanted to really learn about the space. Um, then you you also go a little bit higher and you're saying, okay, so then you have sort of imagine the pyramid, right, Eric? The bottom is everybody else. The middle 
you might have your social media practitioners, those that are specifically engaging with your customers, those that you know need to know what's going on. And so you are engaging them with uh, probably maybe face-to-face road shows. You have brown bags that you're hosting to answer their questions. Maybe you're inviting them in the monthly meetings. Um, whatever that works for your culture, but it's a little bit more of a high touch. And on the top is, is really, really high touch, and that is you sitting down with every executive and answering any question, making sure they have the right understanding understanding, um, maybe even helping them get online because at the end of the day, your executives are also your advocates. And so, um, you know, you might have executives that, that are new to that and you want to make sure that you specifically help them set the right accounts, you set the right strategy, um, work with them on what they need to focus on and, and how they can engage, whether it's blogging or it's just tweeting or it's, it's anything else. Um, or at the minimum, just tell them how what, what the importance of social business is either for their business units or their organizational companies. We're talking to Ekaterina Walter. She's a partner and the CMO at Branderati and the best-selling author of Think Like Zuck. And when we come back, we're going to talk about building a social media training curriculum. So we're at a point where 91% of adults use social media. 85% of employers think there's a benefit to using social media at work. Half of all companies globally have had to discipline an employee for the misuse of social media at work, and still less than a third provide any sort of training at all. If you're ready to train the enterprise, um, Comply Socially has 80 hours of online social media training courseware uh, that's available for license. It is uh, the most cost-effective way to train a large employee population and you can do it anytime, anywhere, on any device. If you're interested in becoming a reseller, hop on over to complysocially.com, visit the reseller link on the bottom of the page, and fill out the form. We'd love to talk to you. Or if you're at a company where you're in charge of social media and you'd like to get the rest of the folks retweeting, liking, and commenting on your stuff, we have a solution for you to scale engagement in the workplace and manage risk at complysocially.com. Check us out. So, Ekaterina, you said you had all sorts of different courses. You had 60 courses. Some of them were 100 level, some were 200 level, some were 300 level, some were 400 level. How do you decide what should be covered in a basic class and what's intermediate versus advanced? Well, you, you start with why things happening, right? Because people are always asking, why, what is the change and what is the shift and, and what are the benefits of you taking a look at that change and adapting to that change um, in an effective manner? So you answer the question of why. You know, in the, in the father classes, you answer the question of, you know, who and, and what and how, um, and maybe you dig into a particular particular topics or you answer challenges or pain points that people have. And then, of course, in the more advanced classes, you really dig into how and you go, look, we talked a little bit about the benefits and why and we talked about strategies. Now, let me show you specifically how you can focus on, 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 on either a community so, or a geography or a particular strategy, right? So you could have classes around each one of social networks, you know, Facebook, Twitter, etc. You can have classes around mobile, why mobile is 
important how you can execute. You can show the case studies. You can show additional data. Um, you can focus on analytics. You can focus on um, what the uh, what are your counterparts um, at your com- within your company doing at different geography levels, right? So, so you're focusing on on more in-depth examples that might spark additional innovation, or you are literally doing a checkoff list of of your strategy, helping you shape that strategy, right? So it always goes from why um, you 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 explain why you talk about benefits, you talk about the shift that's happening, and then you dig in as as deep as you can, um, and then people will pick classes to watch or um, you know seminars to follow, depending what their job requirement or need is at that point. So give us some examples in the digital IQ program. Like what were some of the names? Of the of the 100 classes versus the 200, 300, 400 classes. Social media for business. Um, you know why it's important. So that's some of the beginning classes. All right, looking at uh, social communities in the right way. Um, you know what social communities and social advocacy can do for your brand. So those are beginners classes. Right, more advanced would be um, using Foursquare. You uh, make uh, creating the community on Facebook um, if using effective strategies and tactics. Right, because each network has has differences. Obviously. Obviously, um, the uh, metrics, right? So digital metrics and analytics, and you would would, would dig into particular things like um, email metrics, digital, you know, website metrics, metrics for social properties, right? You could even go as deep as. Um, specific metrics providers, right? So, so um, for example, Google Analytics, Omniture, et cetera. So, so it just depends on what you, what's important to you. What were some of the advanced classes, like the, the highest level classes that you guys developed? Well, talking about the detailed metrics, um, laying them out, helping people um, understand how they, they track it. Um, you could have crisis management um, as a more advanced class, right? Because not everybody, it would be not, it wouldn't be relevant to everybody, but they might find themselves in that in that situation at some point, right? So you you're showing them how to. The, um, escalate the right things, address the right things in real time, etc. It's just, it, it's everything I listed on different levels. Everything I listed, you can have either um, a high level overview of, or or in depth dive, because every single one of those topics can take literally any level class, hundred, two hundred, three hundred, four hundred, depending on what you're covering. Now, in terms of the way that the training was provided. Um, you said that you did the Brad Bank lunches and the road shows, but then you also said many of the classes were digital. How did you decide what should be a classroom training versus what should be a digital training? Classroom training, usually when you take something on the road show, you have a little bit of everything. So it's usually a longer class or it's a three, maybe four hours, maybe the, even the whole day depending. And you, you invite the employees to it and you talk about the fact that um, you talk about everything. So you, you, you give them a little bit of everything. So um, what's happening, uh, what does landscape look like, um, what, what are the important factors and things to pay attention to, what are the case studies internal and external that are happening, um, what what not to do, a little bit of sort of legal cautions and, and like how to use common sense. Um, you know, maybe so talk a little bit about dangers of online so that they can keep that in mind um, in case they come 
um, you know, come around to a situation like that. Um, and, and then you um, dig a little bit deeper and say, well, here's what we're doing specifically at Intel. Here's the strategies we're putting in place. Here's our, you know, one, two-year plan, um, depending on how far you want to go. Um, and then you open it up for Q&A and, and address the pain points that people have. And that also is valuable because it gives you an idea of what is it that they may be afraid of, why why aren't they engaging or why aren't they participating in those programs more, you know, what is it that we can address for them either in white papers or point of view documents or helping them put together strategies or maybe helping um, – their management understand it better so that there's less roadblocks, et cetera. So. What were some of the biggest challenges associated with live training? Uh, logistics mainly, making sure making sure you have, you know, obviously budget and, and travel, but um, you know, if you put a passionate person in front in front of the um crowd who who knows the topic well, there's usually not that many challenges. You you just basically do it ahead of time so people have it on their calendars and, and know that this is announced and somebody is, is, is traveling in specifically to talk to them um and potentially um prepare. But but yeah I mean, it takes time to prepare the presentation. Maybe you customize it a little bit um, to the local audience to use some of the local studies so it's a little bit more relevant. Um, but otherwise, you just basically, the, the biggest challenge is to find a person who is knowledgeable and passionate enough. And so we were lucky to have a um, team that, that basically learned fast, knew the industry, were connected with other brands, seeing what other brands are doing. So there's, there's pretty much not that many questions that we couldn't answer. Now, were the live trainings uh, delivered to basic, intermediate, and advanced users, or were there some sort of assessment done and just basic users attended these live trainings? It depends. Most of the time, it's just you, you're hitting different geographies and coming to talk to different business business unit people and those who are interested in, in the conversation or those who managers said, look, you have to take this training because we need to be thinking about those things, usually attended. You don't, you know, you don't force people to attend. Though we did for the digital classes because we're such a global company in over 50 countries, right? We, we did um, have mandatory classes. So very first year when we launched it, um, the, some of the classes were mandatory, you had to go answer the questionnaire and depending on what level of involvement you had online and what type of touch points you had with your customers, you had to take a particular number of classes. Some were set in stone, we decided which ones you need to take and some were elective. So you can look at our curriculum and pick which ones you wanted to take. So just like a university program. Facebook recently rolled out graph search to all users. Instagram introduced video. The only thing constant about social media networks is that they're always changing. So how did you keep the training up to date? Yeah, that was the, that's a challenge, right? That's the biggest challenge. So you need to um, you need to make sure that it's updated uh, continuously. You you need to make sure that it's it's relevant and there is new information. Some of the classes you keep generic, so just you give them concepts and saying this is why this is important. But most of the classes, especially how to, you have to continue to update. So it, it is a challenge from from a budget perspective and and a timing perspective for sure. Let's talk about format for a minute. For digital classes. How, what do you think is a good length for a digital class online? 
About 30 minutes, 30, 45, um, unless it's a, a real deep dive, specifically focused on niche audience, then it could go up to an hour. But I'd say half an hour is about what you need to do. When you look at digital learning, obviously you've got virtual instructor-led webinars, and then you've got these sort of self-paced courses, which are either recordings of former webinars or uh, self-paced courseware created to be consumed in chunks. Um, any thoughts about which modality is best for different types of objectives? No, they they all differ, and um, you just you just need to work with your with with the team internally that um, that that seen particular success and and ask for their opinion. Um, but it, it varies. I mean, I honestly I talk to a number of brands and they do multiple different things, and so it just varies on what your culture is and and um, what 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 the topic is. It varies on a lot of factors. Looking back. Okay, uh, you, you built this program, but it was a while ago. You've moved on. You've done other things. Uh, the environment is changing. Best practices are evolving. What, looking back, if you had it to do over again, what would you have done differently? Um, gosh, um, you know, the, the program was quite successful and, and benefited a lot of people. I'd say I would probably have done more face-to-face interactions, but again, it depends, you know, on the budget and availability of people to do it, which at that point when we launched it, there were not a lot of people who knew much about social media. You know, now you have a luxury of having more people. Um, I would probably have done more face-to-face communications, and I would actually probably would have sat down with um, with executives much earlier because only last several years I started to really heavily, I just kind of started um, pushing executives towards looking at their their own presence and what that means, right? Obviously, some some do, some don't. Um, but I would have started that um, early on to just kind of develop that base um, for for them to, to to have their own social footprint. I would say. Tell us about the book, Think Like Suck: The Five Business Secrets of Facebook's Improbably Brilliant CEO, Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, well, they, you know, think like Zach, um, everybody's asked, well, is that a biography? Is that, is that um, just about him? No, it isn't, right? So, so the book talks about all kinds of different brands, but the book talks about five Ps, five critical principles of success, which is, um, which is passion, purpose, people, products, and partnerships. And to me, think like Zach is a more of a mentality of a leader who is passionate about something, who leads with purpose, who hires strong team and partners smartly, and, and, and you know, a leader who builds product in innovative culture, right? It's uh, sort of the, the product is, is a product, if you will, of, its, of, of the company's culture. So, so I talk about within, within those five, I talk about what is the framework for success. And I, I've looked at example of leaders like Zuckerberg who in their early 20s created a multi-billion dollar empires and I've looked at um, leaders who, you know, who are um, more experienced and in their 40s and 50s who still um, create a culture of naivete and curiosity and, and just, just interesting, interesting ways um, that they approach not only building up their culture but but continuous creating a culture of continuous innovation that I think is important not only in our professional lives but in our personal lives, to be honest. A lot of those lessons apply. Ekaterina Walter, partner and CEO at Brandarati. 
Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Eric. Lovely to be here. You've been listening to On the Record Online with Eric Schwartzman, the podcast about how technology is changing the world of communications. To subscribe to the podcast or share feedback, visit us online at ontherecordpodcast.com, on Twitter at ontherecord, or send email to ontherecordpodcast at gmail.com. On the Record Online is hosted by Eric Schwartzman, an independent online communications consultant whose clients include the U.S. Department of State, the United States Marine Corps, the U.S. Embassy of Greece, the Government of Singapore, Johnson & Johnson, Toyota, Southern California Edison, the Environmental Defense Fund, and dozens of small to medium-sized organizations. For information about engaging Eric Schwartzman as a speaker, social media trainer, or digital strategist, visit www.ericschwartzman.com or send email to eric at ericschwartzman.com.